Amy. And I'm Amber. Welcome to Teacher Love and Care, or TLC, our podcast that focuses on putting the joy back into teaching. Thank you so much for joining us. In our episode today, we are celebrating teacher flair, sparkles, polka dots, and going above and beyond the mandatory 15 pieces. So like 37 pieces? Yeah, and maybe even more than that. I have learned in this process of recording a podcast with Amy that apparently she only watches history documentaries and Hamilton, um, which take your isn't. <laughs> so when I made an office space reference to start off this episode, she's like, what? We had to watch the Jennifer Aniston clip um, where she shows her flair and then it made sense, I think. I feel very well-rounded now as a teacher and as a human. We we just went back in our our teacher careers and have been thinking about the amazing teachers that have influenced us to bring our A-game, our sparkle into the classroom and even beyond that. So we were talking and like talking about all the teachers that we know and just how we have so many teachers that we've worked with, that we've had, that, you know, we've experienced things through that just brought the extra to the classroom and to the school environment in general. And so that's our inspiration for today. So Amber, I'm going to ask you, yes. what are some examples that you can think of, of teachers that just brought that extra to the classroom? I would say the first time I was ever challenged to bring my extra, I was 25 and working in a middle school. So like yesterday, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> um, and just a side note, middle school teachers, you are Saint. saints. Uh, we, <laughs> you just don't get enough street cred. Agreed. There's so much that happens in a middle school. Agreed. There are a lot of emotions. And um, when I was working at this middle school, it was back in the day, any North Carolina teachers out there, you know, every school was rated by a red light, green light, yellow light system. Yeah. So if you were a green school, it meant you were doing great. If you were a yellow school, you were getting monitored all the time. And if you were a red school, um, you had to have all these action plans and everyone had to, you know, jump through a million hoops and have a thousand goals to make um, the school improve. And at the middle school level, there just weren't many measurements of success. So the main measurement in seventh grade, which is what I was teaching, was the writing test. And I, not an English teacher, we had all these different plans of, like, I had students writing in my class, teaching science. I, everybody was writing. I mean, we were writing all the time. And it was really my first exposure to how much effort a team puts in to have students succeed. Yes. And any parents of a middle schooler out there will know when you ask a kid about their day and they're like, it was good, the end, no detail. Imagine the challenge of an English teacher in middle school trying to get students to write 
paragraph upon paragraph about something they have no clue about. Like or some care of about. Or care about, yes. right? Some yeah. of the passages were so disjointed from what a 12-year-old would even have that, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. So I really learned about that process because we were a red light school and we had to show this measurement of growth or everything moves to another level and the state comes crashing down. So I was just like, well, I'll just have the kids write in my classroom. Like, check the box. <laughs> That's what you do, right? You, they yeah. said, have everyone write. We're good. Well, I worked in a team and my team was incredible. And I learned so much. There were seasoned teachers. I was only in my second year. So I walked into this one teacher's classroom on my team and she was in the middle of talking about history and dancing. I mean, she was just dancing. I was like, oh, okay, Laura, you've got some moves. And she <laughs> says to me, it's she's like, history well, teachers, I'm telling you. <laughs> yes. Uh, she says to me, she's like, well, you know how to dance, right? And this is the time of soldier boy. Yes. Um, and when everything's hitting the media, so like the video is up and like YouTube existed. So the middle schoolers could see the soldier boy dance. Like back in the day, you had to have MTV to know what the video was, which Please my parents- tell me this is leading to you being on the internet doing soldier boy. <laughs> I don't know if I'm actually on the internet. Oh, I'm touching um, it today. Oh, that, that <laughs> dance. So she was like, oh, we'll get Miss Pogue to do it. And it turns into this huge thing. Like- if the students succeed on the writing test, then all the seventh grade teachers will do this huge dance for the seventh graders. We'll have a carnival. I mean, it was so big and I had to learn the dance moves and there are way more dance moves than anyone realizes. It's sort of like later in my career, I got roped into dancing to YMCA <laughs> for a pep rally. And my realization during that was the YMCA song is really long, really long. And there are a it's lot like, of lyrics like that you can't dance to. It's long. Yes. Yeah. It you can long. only do the YMCA so much. So if you don't know any other moves, don't sign up to dance that. And that's kind of how Soja Boy was. I was like, okay. Like there's that weird like motorcycle, like kind of revving the engine action like that I had down, but there was so much more. And sure enough, uh, the students scored 95% pass rate on this writing SOL. Amazing. We had like four students get a perfect score. Wow. It was so incredible. And the day those results came out, the students were like, we cannot wait to see this dance. <laughs> so all of us, like, including, um, you know, sort of older teachers who were in their like sixties hit that stage. And I, it all started with Laura dancing in her class. And I, I just, I didn't know at that point in my teaching career that you could bring that much energy to a class. And yes, that was a huge school-wide incentive, but it was more than that. It was the first time I was like, oh, I can dance in class. Oh. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's great. I love that. And I know this will be shocking to all of our listeners, but I kind of have a similar story to Amber's. 
It's it's just crazy how much our lives have paralleled before we ever even knew each other. But I too had to dance. Um, and this was with two of, well, actually I will say mine was with the whole faculty, but it was the brainchild of two of my coworkers and I, well, first of all, do you remember when flash mobs were like really a thing? Yes. I always wanted to be a part of one, but I never got invited. (laughs) Um, I would have invited you had I known you at that time. Uh, so There was two teachers that I worked with at that time that definitely had that extra sparkle, were always willing to go the extra mile and just add something to the classroom and to the school environment. And so we, at that time, were meeting in a middle school because our school had collapsed. And that's right. So there was just a lot of a lot of strife, I would say. I don't know. We were just very discombobulated as a school. And so the three of us decided we were going to do something to pet the students up, to bring school spirit out. Their idea was a flash mob. And while I love to dance and love to watch flash mobs, my idea of fun is not necessarily doing it in front of like 1,400 students, but we did. watch your every move. Yes. Yes. And they'll remember it forever. Remember that one time Always. you fell? Yep. Coming into that flash mob. Do you remember so that? I was like, like can I be 30 in, years later? Yeah. Can I be in the very, very back? Like way, way back, you know, like where no one sees me. So my friend Kim, who, bless her heart, has like kissed pigs, taken pies to the face. Like she just, she did it all. And she was fine with it. She was just like such a great willing participant. So she plans this flash mob. I mean, we have a choreographer coming in during our faculty meetings, so to say. They were really just like dance rehearsals. And we got like a majority of the faculty in on it. We got the football coach and his wife to like start the flash mob. And it was like that five minute song that went through like all the popular songs from like the 1960s to now. So there was compilation. There was a (laughs) lot of dance moves and a lot of things. And so I was just always so impressed with, with her and how much she brought to the classroom. She used to have this mantra and it was, I love you, mean it. And the kids knew that. And so as they were like leaving her class, they'd be like, love you, mean it. She had it on her door, like on the glass on her door. It was, she always brought that little extra to everything. She was a sponsor of the biggest club in the school and kids wanted to be in that. It was just, I don't know. She just always impressed me with being able to do all the things that she did and do them so well. And then our other person that helped plan it, like I vividly remember that day. Do you remember those sit and spins from when you were little? <gasps> yes. Like, and you'd get so dizzy, you'd like want to puke. Uh, so somehow he, Robbie, found this sit and spin. And so we're getting ready for this flash mob. I'm nervous. I'm thinking like I'm right. going on Broadway here. <laughs> and I'm nervous. And he's sitting on a sit and spin, just going to town. The kids are cracking up. They think it's so funny. But like just that extra that he brought to like entertain people, make people laugh. It was always a he'd at one point, like we drew a bridge across the hallway from our classroom. So like we joked that kids couldn't step over it. So you'd see kids like hopping over the bridge. It was, tape. it was nothing, but right. it was just always that extra little bit of fun that made 
teaching, made our school, made coming to our classes just so much better. And so I, I successfully executed the dances. I was impressive. Yes, we did make it on the news, and the news guy had to come to the back. Why? <laughs> Why did he have to get me dancing? But like, hi. yeah, I was like, really, there's a whole crowd up in front, but you got whatever. So, oh, gosh. yeah, I that definitely always stuck with me because, especially the state that our school was in at that time, we were just not together. We weren't in our own building. We weren't in our own classrooms. We really had just stuff that people had given us to hang in our classrooms and we just needed some extra. And those teachers brought that extra. And I, yeah, it was, it was so much fun. I'm the dancing part. It actually was a lot of fun. So. Well, if you ever ask a student why they come to school, it's not because they want to learn history. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm aware. Or science. It's, right. it's because school is fun or they have a teacher that really brings their A game every day. And I talked to my daughter before we recorded this one. Like She's obsessed with history. Obsessed. She's in fourth grade. Wait, and she, let's just all talk. know. I've won over a member of the family and that yes. makes me so happy. I it's just like, this is foreign. Why are we taking all these historical <laughs> trips? Like her, her main goal is to go to Monticello and DC this year. She's like, Oh, I just really have to go. I can't wait to see it. I'm I'll like, take her. Okay. If you don't want to, I got this. I have to feign interest um, in all of these <laughs> vacations. <laughs> so I, it really started last year in fourth grade. And I just sort of, tried to pick her brain. Why are you obsessed with history? And it's because of her teacher and said, well, what, what was so special? She's like, she just loved it. She came to school every day singing Hamilton. She wore her history t-shirts. She was so into it that you can't help, but also be included in that just the force of nature that is the spirit that teachers bring. And we, I wish I could have gone and visited her class because maybe I would really like it too. <laughs> and I do think that that's part of the reason why I never liked history is because I didn't have teachers that were willing to bring it to a new level mm -hmm. and showcase how much fun history could be. Um, I just didn't have that. So there must be something about social studies or history teachers and like the cool clothes and singing, like there's all connections. So I have two people that I got to teach in between. So my classroom was literally seated in between them. And so um, on one side, I had a guy named Brad who was a phenomenal actor, singer, just all the things, just such a cool human to be around. And so one day I'm in class, I'm getting my class started. And all of a sudden I hear this noise and I'm like, what's going on? And I'm used to Brad, like talking loudly next door. Yeah. It was like different. 
And so I stopped and my class stopped and it's singing and it's Brad singing. And so like any good teacher would do, you know, I stop class and take the class over there to see what's going on. (laughs) And so we all are standing in the back of his classroom, just listening to him belting it out. And it was just so cool to see the fact that every student in that classroom was glued to him. I mean, they were so in tune to what he was singing. He was singing like a historical song. It was just so cool. And so, yeah, I mean, it was Brad. He was just the acting. He just brought history alive because that's what you have to do as a history teacher or else it's boring. Right, Amber? I definitely agree. (laughs) I knew I'd get a head nod on that one. So then on the other side of me, well, with Brad too, the other cool thing with him was Brad always wore bow ties. He was like the bow tie king. So even to the point that he taught my own child how to tie his bow tie for his first homecoming. Oh my because gosh. Because mom and dad were out of town. Yeah. So he had the YouTube videos. He had it all. He made his own video. Wow. So he was the bow tie king. So BHS bow tie. That was Brad. Well, then on the other side of me, I have Rick who also has this obsession with ties, but his are actual ties. And every day was a new tie. Every day. Every day. Yeah. I mean, how many ties did did they repeat? I No, I mean, I taught with him for 17 years, and I don't think I ever saw the same tie twice. Holy moly. That's a lot of ties. And I think... It is. And I think it got to the point where students would buy him ties when they saw cool things. Right, yeah. He would wear ties that related to that day. And it was just such a cool thing that the students related to. It was his sparkle. It was his flair. Kids knew that he was going to have a cool tie and he could relate it to whatever was going on that day. If it was a soccer game, he had a Mickey Mouse soccer tie. If it was, you know, the battle of Antietam started, he had a tie from Antietam. That's the civil war, Amber, in case you didn't know. Thank you. I definitely did it. No problem. (laughs) But no, it was just so cool to see their different pieces of flair that were brought into the classroom that students loved to see. Well, you know, I can always bring some teacher wardrobe to the school as well. Um, Not in the form of ties. My favorite was shoes. And then it sort of progressed and I would add t-shirts and and then earrings and all of a sudden I turned into Miss Frizzle like almost every outfit was based on some sort of theme of the day and I did flop one time though because I was inspired by Tom's shoes they had created periodic table shoes but they were only in men's sizes so I was I'm pretty crafty and I I thought that I could create them using like the Joanne Converse knockoff shoes and some fabric markers. So I, (laughs) one summer I was like, this is it. I can't wait. I'll start the school year off right. And I will wear these new periodic table shoes that I markered onto the shoes. Um, (laughs) And one day I wore them. It was like a spirit day and I was very excited about showcasing these shoes. And I got through like my second block class and one of my favorite students said, what happened to your shoes? I was like, Oh, oh no, I made these like, uh, <laughs> to be like, Oh no, I just like broke her heart. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. 
So I guess I didn't really realize how ugly those shoes were. I've had some outfits that have definitely flopped in the years, but I do like to bring in the science. None of any of my outfits, though, Amy, have been as hideous. I know where you're going. As the overalls that you made me wear for a PBIS like commercial. Were we making mm. a commercial? We were making a commercial and we cheered. We had a cheer. We had pom poms. We I did. Mean, oof, we're going to have to find this. So, really, archives. were the overalls the worst thing in yes. this whole situation? Yes. Those overalls were hideous. They were vertically striped, bright blue, bright yellow. It was something else. I mean, I'm glad there's not a photo out there. But, Amy, I know. The overalls aren't really your sparkle. I know you bring something else to the table. So I would definitely say my flair comes in the form of school spirit. I love a good spirit day or yes. spirit week or any opportunity to kind of make a fool out of myself with what I'm wearing or appearances. Yes. So and I've been a victim to that as well. <laughs> yes. I've had many victims. Um, Brad, who I talked about earlier, I made him wear some MC Hammer pants that were bright gold one time. Yes. Um, and then I also suckered him into the overalls as well. So not only did I make Amber wear them, but I found them online and thought, oh my goodness, this would be awesome for a school spirit day. So I decided to take it to my department and see who would also be a fool with me. And surprisingly enough, I had quite a few people who agreed. So I reached out to the company and was like, hey, if I buy multiple, can you give me a discount? Because these things are pretty expensive. And so they offered a 25% discount. So then I took it a little farther and went to my principal who embraced my crazy, I guess we would say. He was used to it, still is. And he was like, yeah, I'll help you out. If you get enough people that want to do it, that's fine. And so we got the overalls. Yeah. And what Amber's not telling you about these is that I truly think they were made for somebody who's like six foot 10. Yeah. They were so long. It was incredible. so long. <laughs> right. I think I am not... mine up like 15 times. And we're talking like a foot of cuffing. Yeah. It was, it was, they were heavy at the bottom because of this. So yes, I would definitely say I love school spirit. I will put on eyelashes that match colors. I will paint my face. I will wear the clothes. I really don't mind, but I just want people to see that I'm proud of where I am and I want them to be excited to be part of that school just like I am. So I try to spread that. And even when I moved to North Carolina, I decided that although my school colors were not the same as they were in Virginia, that I would invest in another pair. And I, in fact, did. And I got a lot of really weird looks from my students here who didn't know <laughs> That that was my crazy yet. So existed. So in your closet right now, how many yeah. pairs of vertically striped overalls 
<laughs> bright school colors do you own or just overalls in general oh, to bring bring okay. your sparkle i only have one pair of vertically striped currently okay, okay. there's a few in my cart online i'm not gonna lie um <laughs> but i am at upwards of five pairs of overalls mm -hmm. and just bad. general um yes i just i i love the actually maybe more than that but we'll we'll stick at five so. and amy's <laughs> actually in her closet right now because of our recording <laughs> so, so she's just I, looking I'm, around I'm, like well actually <laughs> hold on let me count i'm giving I love you it. a pretty accurate count but i do <laughs> i grew up in mississippi and i loved wearing them and when they came into style again, when I was in high school, I was so excited and I wore them all the time. It's kind of just what I was known for wearing. And then they started coming back in a few years ago. Okay. The vertically yes. striped ones, maybe not, but so true. they started coming in a few years ago and I was, I could not be more excited about it. So here I am with That's overalls again. So great. I love that we both took something that we love and was already a part of who we were and shared that with the students and brought our little sparkle into the classroom, which can be a little risky sometimes. It can be. And you know, people are going to look at you like, what are you doing? Why are you wearing that? But at the end of the day, the students love it. They love that they get to know us on a different level and the things that we're willing to do to make them laugh or to make them enjoy class or to make them want to come to school. And truly, it makes me want to come to school, even though, you know, my periodic to periodic table shoes like flopped a little bit. I was really I wasn't going to wear them anywhere else but school. Like I'm not going to my favorite store Aldi in those shoes. I'm <laughs> only going to school with those because I want to show the students I'm excited to be there. And it just makes it a lot more fun. And fun, fun it, is a huge piece. It is a huge piece. And I think if we are having fun, the students have fun. And at the end of the day, if we're not having fun, sometimes it wouldn't be worth it. We go back to that why and all of those things and you you do, you just have to embrace the the fun. And I, I think my big challenge to teachers would be just to not let what other people think sway you. I know that there's gonna be teachers that don't understand you. There's gonna be administrators that wonder why you are doing what you're doing. And there may even be students that don't like what you're doing, but keep it up because at the end of the day, you have to be you and you have to let that shine through. I could not agree more. Teachers, bring your sparkle. A huge thank you to everyone for their support. This isn't possible without you. Especially the teachers who have inspired us along the way. Until next time, don't forget to check out our focus page and make sure to follow us on Spotify as well as all of our other social media platforms. And teachers, don't forget to sparkle, shine, and practice some TLC.